The Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones, and we are back at it. Oops. You there with me? I am. I am. <laughs> it got quiet for a second there. Yeah. Well, I was waiting on you. I, I said hello and nothing happened, but that's okay. We're, we're moving no, forward. No, I didn't, I didn't hear the hello. My, my, my mic or something must've cut out. Something cut out. But anyway, well, here we are. Here we are. We are on, we are on it. So we are going to talk about some things that we've talked about before, but we're going to take it from a different perspective because too many people in the body of Christ do not understand how much authority and they don't know how to wield that authority. Um, my son was listening to someone who has a, had a podcast for years and someone in the body of Christ, they, if I named the name, you would know who it is. I mean, the name wouldn't be a, a new name to you at all. Um, who's very well known and very well known in, in the, you know, the MAGA movement, if you want to call it that, um, was on with somebody else who's also very well known. And Brian was saying to me, I heard a lot of panic in his voice. And I said, that's the spirit of fear. And too many believers have been taught only so far Mm-hmm. And they don't know what to do in these times we're in, which are unprecedented times in history and, and in, our, in using faith and every, every other thing. It's, it's unprecedented. And if we don't step it up, right. we're not going to be able to use the tools we used 20 years ago to succeed in this time. We're not. I agree 100%. Absolutely. And we Brian was kind of... Yeah, and he was just, he was saying to me, I'm just, I was amazed to me because the person that was interviewing was kept saying, you know, it's okay, it's going to be okay. And he's like, but, 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 but. And I, he said, I could tell he wasn't listening. I said, that was the spirit of fear. That panic in his voice was the spirit of fear. Hmm. You'll have to tell me later who that was and maybe I can go listen to it because I don't. Yeah, you know, it was... I have noticed the same thing, you know, recently with some of the, the uh, podcast that I listen to and, and um, the really um, prominent, I guess, people in the uh, certain movements that we talk about all the time, but I have heard that fear in the voice popping up. It's popping up everywhere. And I'm not talking about neither one of these people are like preachers of the gospel or any of that, but they're both believers. Yeah. And it's, it's just listening to them. You know, from what Brian was saying, it was just, a, you know, a, a constant flow of fear from one and the other one was trying to, you know, kind of calm down. It'll be okay, you know, kind of a thing. But yeah, it'll be okay. It doesn't have as much power as greater as he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. we're going to. We're going to talk about we're going to get into some things and I, I I'm going to have to let the Holy Spirit lead because where we're going with this, I'm not as, I don't consider myself an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm learning very quickly. I'm learning, I'm on a learning curve and I'm learning very quickly. Mm-hmm. Go to Mark eleven twenty four. Okay. In the King James, it says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, 
When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. What limits are in that verse? What limits are in the verse? Are there any um, limits in that verse? Well, the only limit that there is, is our unbelief. Correct. Whatso- what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Right. If you leave that, the italicized words, which is yeah. them and two places. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's our unbelief that stops it, not anything else. Correct. It doesn't say everything you desire, except, Cheryl, not about your finances, okay? Don't, don't include your finances in that because it doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't say every, whatever you believe, oh, except your, except your husband. Yeah. It doesn't say that. Right. We're the ones who put the filters on. Uh-huh. And Jesus operated in faith, but he also understood natural law as well. And we're going to be talking about faith and natural law because my YouTube channel, the one that was released today, talks about how as a child, I was raised with religion and faith is over here, you know, in the, say in the, the West side and science is over on the East side and science is always ahead of faith and religion, right? Science is much more advanced and the, and the twain shall never meet. That's how I was raised. Yeah. And in recent years, I'm realizing that the same God who created faith and taught us how to use faith, created all the natural laws and he didn't make them separate from one another. He never said this is separate. It isn't like, you know, when you talk, when you hear people talk about the Constitution, you know, um, you know, we we separate the church religion and the church and and the laws are different, you know, separation of church and state. That's not in the Constitution. That's right. (laughs) Well, the separation of church and state is not in the Constitution, just like using science and using faith are not separate. The word never says don't listen to scientists. No, not at all. It never says scientists are so above you. I'm not even going to put it in the, in the Bible because science is ahead. And someday maybe God will catch up. Not craziness. But that's the way people have acted for years. It is, you know, but what they don't realize is, you know, for some reason or another, you know, science has become what they deem as secular, therefore out of the purview of God and faith. Except the same God who created the world created faith. Exactly. And he (laughs) created, I mean, he is, he knows all about science. He would have to, you know, he he had to have created it. When you, when you look at, um, what do they call it? Uh, design. We how we were designed, right? And all the different systems in our body, which falls under the the purview of science. Um, right. They all have to work perfectly together 
you know, in order for our bodies to function properly. Can you see God getting ready to make Adam and taking a bunch of mud and, and sticking this glob of mud on the ground and going, well, let's hope this works. <laughs> no, I can't see God doing that. I can't either. No, God I can't exactly either. You know, God is. Yeah, he did. I mean, didn't he measure? Didn't it's somewhere in the Bible there's talks about measuring the waters in his hand. Yeah. The waters of, on the earth in his hand. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, we have we have simple things like we have the tides. Well, if they're not, if they weren't precision made, precision created, the tides would have ruined all the land on the earth a long time ago. Right. Would the tide would have come in and destroyed all the land? Mm. True. I mean, that's a simple thing, but I mean, we take it for granted that the tide's not going to do that. Yeah. But it was, it goes back to that glob of mud on top of the ground. He's saying, gee, I hope this works. <laughs> Let's try this. That's not God. Of course not. Let's go to Matthew 12. Okay. Starting at verse 35. Mm. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. The Hebrew word for things is words. What things soever you desire what words soever you desire yeah they have just in the in recent decades discovered that there are atoms there are particles that are so small that the human eye cannot see them and the quarks are the smallest that, that i'm aware of that they that exist that they found that exist yeah those atoms are constantly in motion. They're constantly moving. They're constantly there and not there at the same time. In Genesis 1, God said, and what happened? It came to be. Right. We are made just like God. We are made in his image. He spoke to those atoms. And had a, you know, in his own heart, had a vision of what he wanted. And it just, it just, he spoke it and it, it was. Correct. If we're not believing that what we say is coming to pass, we're believing that what we say doesn't come to pass. Yeah. Then we are short circuiting every single thing that God created. I used to believe for evil outcomes because I didn't want to get my hopes up, quote, quote. And what happened? One evil outcome after another. Yeah. After another, after another, after another, after another, after another. After another. I get it. 
because we've all done it. Mm-hmm. When we speak words on purpose and understand that our words are going to create, we are forcing those, pol- those atoms, those particles to collapse in a certain way in the future. Mm-hmm. We are speaking today what we will have tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. Right. That's right. If we don't believe that what we say will come to pass, it's amazing to me that people will believe the negative. You know, every time we get ready to go to vacation, the kids get sick and the dog has to go to the vet. And then when it happens, they're like, see, I told you every year when we get ready to go on vacation, like what they cause those particles to fall into place. Yeah. Yep. I hear it. I mean, that's, that's why you have to, you know, something that you've been, you know, I feel like I've been harping, harping on it, but. (laughs) Well, you've said to me many times over the years, you know, just watch your words. You know, you have to watch your words, watch what you say, because you get what you say. And and it took a while, but it sunk in. And the thing of it is, is the devil will be more than happy to help you if you say the wrong thing. He'll be happy to bring it to pass. He's waiting for you to say the wrong thing. Because he can only do what you say. Yeah. And a person who has trained their, their spirit to speak the word, he doesn't have anything to work with. Right. What's he going to work with when all you're saying is things like, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Everywhere I go, the blessing is chasing me down and overtaking me. Mm -hmm. What's he got to work with? Well, we haven't given him anything at that point. But if we're speaking those the word of God like that, we're giving him those, we're giving him something that will not, he cannot work with. So he's got to try to get in there to go, but Cheryl, I know you've been struggling. How do you really feel? You know, let's, let's be real, Sharon, uh, Cheryl, let's be real. How is it really for you? Yeah. <laughs> your best friend, your, your closest relative, you know somebody you think highly of Mm -hmm. those are the people he'll use definitely Definitely. because he knows if if you if he brings Susie q across your path and you and Susie q don't get along you're not going to listen to Susie q well that's true but if he brings your mother your sister your cousin your best friend from high school that's a whole different issue right he use he uses those who like you said we we have respect for and we we listen to and and uh believe mm-hmm. because we always think that you know why would why would those people who care about me steer me wrong you know right right but those people love me mm-hmm Maybe they're maybe they're part of the the people that are just still deceived. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they don't realize they're being used to the devil. In most cases, they don't. 
Right. They just get this urge to, to call Cheryl and find out how she really feels. Yeah. How's it really going? going? Don't, don't give me that face stuff. I've had people say to me, don't give me that face stuff. How is it really going? Hmm. Talk about a conversation from hell. Yeah. I've, mean, had actually, I've actually had people say to me, don't use that. Don't give me that face stuff. How's it really for you? I'd be like, well, then there's nothing else to talk about, you know, if, if, cause I, I know <laughs> the face. I had to learn what I talk about. That's what I had to learn. I had to learn, you know, I had to go back to, do I owe him any money? No. <laughs> then I don't know him an explanation either. Right. That's right. Go, to, go back to Mark 11. Okay. Start at verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. This is they're talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything therein. For when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not. And Jesus answered and said unto it, he answered what? He answered that tree saying, I don't have any figs. Okay. When things are not going the way they need to go, they're talking to you. If your bank, bank account is empty, it's talking to you. Mm -hmm. If your wallet is empty, it's talking to you. Right. And so even though it's an inanimate object, it was saying to him, I don't have any fakes, but it was supposed to because it had leaves. Yeah. So in verse 14, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard. And when they came come unto Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple. And overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and, and would not suffer that any man would carry any vessel throughout through the temple. And he taught saying unto them, it is written, my house should be called a house of, um, should be called of all nations, the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard and thought how they might destroy him, for they feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. And when the evening was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Did Jesus call their attention to the tree? No. They were just going to go by the tree. Jesus wasn't going to say a word. Right. Why wasn't he going to say a word? Well, I don't believe that. I mean, he, he wanted the disciples to, to notice on their own. I go back to verse 14. I'll tell you what. Okay. And Jesus answered and said to unto it, No man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. 
What had he just done? He had just spoken the faith command. Right. He didn't question whether it was going to work. He didn't go check on it to see if it worked. Right. That's why he was passing by the tree and didn't say a word because he expected it to work. You can't tell me that Jesus didn't, not only didn't, I mean, that he knew about faith, but he didn't know about, uh, about the scientific things behind this. Mm-hmm. He had to have known. Of course he did. Because most Christians would go back and dig it up and look to, look to see if it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I, pr- oh, I pray for your healing. Oh, how do you feel? They ask them right after they pray. What they feel doesn't matter. Why are you praying for someone's healing and then turn around immediately after you pray and say, I believe I received them healed. I call them healed now. You said they, I lay hands on the sick, they would recover. So I call them healed. How do you feel? Why are you at? Why would somebody do that? But I see people do it all the time. Yeah. Faith has nothing to do with your feelings. Right. Your feelings will catch up. That's right. And a lot of times you have to ignore your feelings until your feelings line up with your faith. And that's when you see the manifestation. That's true. That's true. It took me a little bit to understand that and experience that, but I, I finally did. So that's how exactly I approach every mm-hmm. situation when I'm praying. Now, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I do get frustrated with it. Well, but, we um, all do, but the enemy's feeding that frustration because he's yeah. hoping in that frustration, you're going to say, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is not going to work. Right. But you just, Change those molecules were way ahead of you. Those particles were way ahead, mm-hmm. fixing it just the way you needed it to be fixed. And yeah. then you said, well, oh, well, it's not going to work. I don't know why I'm bothering. Right. And the particles are like, oh, we're not, we don't have to work. And they spread apart again. Right. You've had some major victories over the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Some things that had taken forever to yes. manifest. Yes. Did you feel like quitting more than once? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I would have. I would have been tempted to quit in your situation too. Yeah. But you didn't. And who wins when you don't quit? I do. Exactly. That's right. Because you have a covenant with God mm-hmm. and you have all of heaven backing you up. Right. And you have the quantum world backing you up. And when you give the devil nothing to work with, he has to go pick on somebody else. Yeah. And leave you alone. That's right. And I don't find it a coincidence because there's no such word in the Hebrew language. I don't find it a coincidence that we've both been having to refuse to criticize and, and, and complain yeah. this week. Yeah, would have been so easy to do. And there were times that I 
it was right on the tip of my tongue and I had to catch mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. There were times when I let it go out of my mouth and then I had to repent. <laughs> I wasn't that's able to catch it every time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't able to catch it all the time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's because we are human beings. We're still, we're in this world, but we're not of it. Yeah. And the more people walk by faith, the more they realize what that truly means. I mean, there's, a, there is a, a religious sect out there that doesn't celebrate birthdays or Christmas or Easter or any of that because they're in the world, but not of it. Yeah. That's not what it means. Right. I'm in this natural world, but I don't have to act like they act. I don't have to do like they do. Mm-hmm. And I won't get the results I want if I act like they act and do what they do. I hear you. And this is where people have not been taught. Science and, and faith are not opposed to one another. Right. The more I learn about quant- the quantum universe and the more I learn about the quantum mechanics, the more I realize that God, if, we, if Adam had not fallen, the whole earth would have cooperated with him. That is absolutely true. I, can, I'm, I have a hard time imagining a world where everything works like it's supposed to because we've never lived in it where there's no dust there's no shadows that's like that's what heaven is like there's no dust Mm -hmm. there's no shadows there's no death Mm -hmm. there's no weeds It's true. It's a lot of a lot of things that aren't aren't necessarily there, that are here, mm-hmm. because of the curse is here because Adam right. didn't hold on to what he had. And then blame God. Mm-hmm. He did. Didn't that he? woman. That woman you gave me. I okay. blame God. He didn't say I should have. She she tempted me the serpent tempted her she tempted me and i gave in which was the truth no he turned to god and said that woman you gave me that's right it's all your fault god mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people are doing right now with all that we are all dealing with it's your fault god no it's not it's your fault for allowing it matthew 18 says Whatever 1818, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, whatever you forbid will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you allow will be allowed. That's right. The church has allowed a heck of a lot of stuff that should never have been allowed. Haven't they? Haven't we? Haven't we? (laughs) Yeah. We sure have. We sure have. And I I still don't understand how that hasn't don't know people yeah <laughs> because wow. they they've not a lot of christians have not been taught it's when i told you about those two believers on that podcast at the beginning of today's podcast mm-hmm. both of them you know are worth quite a bit of money yeah both of them are very the names you would know the names as soon as i say them and we'd be like who's that you'd know immediately who they were Uh 
but they've not been taught. People are, a lot of Christians are still at the point of Jesus loved me this, I know, for the Bible tells me so. Right. They're at that point. They've never gone further. Uh-huh. And we're at a time where you're going to have to go further if you're going to, if you're going to overcome. Right. It's not a matter of survival. It's a matter of overcoming. Yes. Because just surviving isn't, isn't enough anymore. I know people, and you do too, I'm sure, that didn't make it through that COVID thing, that yeah. were believers. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because they believed something other than the work. Yeah. I can say praise the Lord, hallelujah, all day and all night. That doesn't mean that when something like that comes up, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through that unscathed. Uh-huh. If that's all I'm doing, yeah. The quantum universe. It, it they've done all these all these you know tests and and experiments and all that. They know it changes for the observer, but no one talks about. How, how words affect the quantum universe. And the, and the thing of it is, is the, the superposition of the word of God and the anointing of God is over and above all that quantum universe. Right. By speaking faith words, you're automatically using the, for lack of a better way to say it, if you play a spade and I say, I'm using my trump card, that means I, I win. I win the... the the book because I'm using my trump card. Yeah. Well, your words, your faith words are your trump card. That's true. Over over every situation and over every circumstance and over anything that can come up against you, mm-hmm. your faith words are what puts you over. That's right. Jesus didn't question why the tree was was dried up from the roots let's go back to verse 21 and G- and Peter calling to remembrance said unto him master behold the fig tree which you cursed is withered away and Jesus answering said unto them have faith in God for verily or truly I say unto you that whosoever except Cheryl is that what it says <laughs> better not no. But, no it doesn't say that yeah. Whosoever except John, whosoever except it doesn't say anybody's name. It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And the word things is words. So those words which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. All right. I told you about that that very first deliverance that I heard about. I wasn't present for it, but I heard about it when I was I was a Christian for maybe six weeks or eight weeks at that point. No, it's longer than that, maybe three months at that point. 
going to the prayer line. And this guy was sharing how he had been at a deliverance service. And he said, after two days trying to get this person delivered, this demon rose up and, and this horrible demonic laugh came out of that person. And the, the demon said, you stupid Christians don't know the power you have. Yeah. And that made me so angry, so righteously angry, just to hear that, that, that he laughed at the Christians who have, who have all the power and said, you stupid Christians don't know the power you have. That's what started me on my walk. Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And that, but I didn't know that at the time. It just made me angry. It's like, wait a minute. How is a demon able to do this? They're trying to get somebody delivered and it's taking this long. And the, and the demon says, you stupid Christians don't know the power you have. Because they, they could have had that person delivered. If the person wants to be delivered, they can have them delivered in a few minutes. Yeah. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't want to be delivered, you're not going to be able to get rid of those spirits. Right. And make them stay away. But the thing of it is, is that that's the that's where the church is, and I, I've been I've I've thought about this scripture many 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 times over the last several years. I can't even tell you how often it comes up in my spirit because it says in Romans eight, all of creation groans, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation knows who we are. The uh -huh. devil knows who we are. Yeah. What's our problem? <laughs> That's a good question. I like that. Verse, uh, Romans 8, starting at verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that should be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Backing up to verse 16. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with the anointed one and his anointing. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also may be also glorified together. The glory, the the um, the glory, the victory is more glorious than the test. That's what my, my spiritual mom used to say to me all the time. The victory is more glorious than the test. Yeah. There isn't a test the enemy can put anybody through that is more magnificent than the victory. Amen. And we are at a time when people have to know who they are. And, you know, I, I had a I don't know if it was on, a, I think it was on my YouTube channel on my teachings. I said, you know, anybody who's listening to this and doesn't believe that the power of words is, is not just a doctrine, but it's actually in the Bible. I challenge you to go through, do it. If you're that, if you're convinced that I'm wrong, go through your Bible and look up every reference to lip, mouth, words, and tongue. And if you finish that study and you still don't 
believe that the power of words is something that's in the Bible and is and the Bible shows you how to how to talk, then I can't help you. Mm, yeah. And there's too many that have been taught that that's that's just a doctrine that and it's a wrong doctrine. It's a doctrine of devils. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's yeah, who, it, it's there even in the old testament, you know. Right. It's it's all throughout. When I first heard it, I I didn't believe it either. And I heard I don't know if I heard somebody say it or if the Holy Spirit told me. I don't remember now. It's been too many years. But I I was impressed to go and look up every every scripture that dealt with lips, tongue, mouth and and words. Mhm. And I didn't get all the way through the Bible because I realized it was all the way through and I, I, was, I didn't have that much time. But yeah. I, I was convinced just the book of Proverbs alone has enough of it. It does. Proverbs is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's all through the Bible. And the, once you recognize that it's there, then you see things like the Shunammite woman that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where all she said was shalom. She refused to say my son is dead. Right. She refused to put words to what she was seeing with her eyes. Right. And you can't tell me her emotions weren't being affected. But she, she made her, her words rise above those emotions. I mean, that's what we should be doing. But we it, just, like, like we were talking about, so many people just don't either believe or they don't know. Right. So there's been some people in the body of Christ that really have done a disservice to, you know, the congregations, and they're going to have to answer for it. Well, that's 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 true. It is. Because it's in the Word. How can you possibly not see it? Not if you're not if you're earnestly looking for answers, how could you not see it? Right. You know, and you can even you can ask the Lord for revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're reading and studying that out, you know, you can ask the Lord to reveal it to you in a way that you've never seen it before. And if you've never seen it before, and you're asking Him for that, He will definitely give it to you. Mm-hmm. He will. You know, and it will pop I've out had- on the pages. I've had I've had times where somebody says something and I don't know that I agree with it. But then I think to myself, well, maybe I'm just not understanding that revelation. So I go to the Lord and I go, okay, Lord, I'm going to put this on the shelf for now. But I want you to show me either correct my attitude and show me that where I'm wrong and what, you know, give me scripture to back it up or show me that I'm right and give me scripture to back it up. Yeah. But just clarify this for me because I'm not I'm I'm not feeling that this I'm not sensing this is correct and I want to be correct. Yeah, I'm more interested in being in being correct than being right. Yeah, too many people want to be right. Well, yeah, instead of correct, and that's where strife comes in because strife is always, you know, it's always the ascendancy being 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 above someone else being correct being right mm-hmm. showing someone else they're wrong that's how strife gets gets started right 
You know, it always makes me think about, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what difference does it make? (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I was, I was just thinking about it, you know, and when I was in graduate school and going through the conflict resolution program, um, that's one of the things that you learn throughout that, you know, all the things that you're learning, you know, with, with conflict, conflict management styles and things like that. There are people who, what it comes down to as far as, is, is dealing with conflict and, and strife as, as we call it in, biblically, but do you value the relationship or do you value being right? And that's what comes down to whether or not you're going to save that relationship or you're, you're going to have a relationship with that individual. And it's really no different when we're talking about, you know, the word of God, you know, and maybe how we relate to one another um, spiritually, I guess, and how we interpret things differently, you know, just is, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be, like you said, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be correct? Do you value being right right over the relationship or, or, you know, what do you value more? And for me, it's always the relationship. Most of the time it's the relationship. If it's not, that's Mm -hmm. a complete stranger and it's not somebody that I know, you know, then I might value being right a little bit more than I would, over the relationship but when it comes to to keeping relationships intact you know i always value that relationship and even if i am right i'll i'll you know agree to disagree disagree and you know it's just how it is yeah and and the thing the thing of it is but because of where i'm called i don't want to be leading people down the wrong path, which is why I say to the Lord, I need to know what's correct. What is the correct? I'm not, I don't care whether I'm right or not. I want to know what is correct. Right. <laughs> what is the truth about this? Yeah. Because I don't want to be speaking something that isn't the truth. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what you and I have both over the last few years asked God to reveal to us is what's the truth. Right. You know, maybe we got a little bit more than we bargained for, but, you know, still (laughs) we got the truth. Right. Right. And that's what I've been speaking and have, you know, for the last three years at least, and have come to find out that there are so many people, Christians especially, or particularly, that don't want the truth. My mind is made up. I'm confusing with that. Yeah. So... What do you do in that case? You know, you just you have, have to let, let them go. Let go. And, yeah, let them go and believe what they believe, and hopefully, God will, at some point, you know, open their eyes and and give them the truth that they're they think they believe, but they really don't. If that makes any sense. Yeah, the, because that's see the whole the devil's whole thing is deception. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, just because I used to give this example when I was teaching Bible studies at church, you know, if somebody says to me, I'm thirsty, I want a glass of water. And I say, let me get you, I know how to make a really good glass of water. Give me a moment. And I go out to the garden and I grab a bunch of dirt and I put it in the glass and then I put water from the refrigerator and, you know, um, filtered water, pour it in there and then stir it up. And I go to hand it to the person and they're seeing all this 
brown stuff floating in there and they're like um what's this and well this is a good a good glass of water this is what i this is the best water i've learned this is the way water the tastes the best that's that's the deception yeah if I think I could put dirt in water and make it the best water that ever existed and you're and the person's looking at this brown water with this dirt floating around in there, it doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean it I'm correct. Right. In my eyes, that's the best glass of water. Right. But that doesn't mean it's absolutely is the best. It's not the truth. Right. That's what I think. It's yeah. not the truth. And that's the thing that there are people that are that because of deception are seeing things differently than they really are. And they're so convinced they're right that they won't listen to anything else. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed about that um, is when you're, when you're telling someone, you know, or, or maybe gently, when you're gently, and I, I say gently because that's the way I try to do it, you know, and we're supposed to in this manner. But when you're gently trying to correct someone, they'll come back with, you know, well, this is my truth. You know, they'll, you'll hear I, that a lot from people. This is my truth. And I just like, like you know, that terminology so much. I do, too. Because regardless of whether it's your truth or not, it may not be the truth. And the truth is what we're concerned with. Right. Right. <laughs> there's, either the, there's either the truth or there's a lie. Yeah. And it could be your truth all you want. But if it's right. not the truth, it's not the truth. Right. It's not. Just like that glass of water with mud in it. That's my truth. <laughs> well, no one else is going to want it. Well, you just keep your truth in because I'll, I'll take the truth over that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. See, that's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't. But in the coming days, I know I'm going to be talking more about the quantum world and how it cooperates with faith because they are inter, they intertwine. They intertwine. And the Lord had given... Um, given us some wording about on so we're going to be that one of the shorts that's coming out is going to have this wording on it mm -hmm. i don't know if i can find it real fast so i'm going to take you on a journey where we take an in-depth look at where the science and faith intertwine to construct a reality that doesn't yet exist Speaking things into existence is basically what we're talking about. Right. But that came straight from the Lord um, that was given to someone and they gave it to me yeah. to put on this thing. So I'm going to take you on a journey where we take an in-depth look at where the science and faith intertwine to construct a reality that doesn't yet exist. Yeah. We're also going to take a look at Jesus's miracles while looking at the science to see how it all how it all is possible. Mm -hmm. We've been we've been operating far below the level that God intended for us to to operate in. Oh, that absolutely we have. And it's time to pull pull ourselves up 
with the help of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And start operating at that higher level. Because you realize that if, if every, even if half of the Christians in the world were operating at that, at that higher level, it would blow all of the stuff that we've been dealing with out of the water. Yeah. All of it. Absolutely. And that is, that's all the creation waiting for the manifestation of the sense of God. That's what that boils down to. Mm-hmm. It's the manifestation of who we were intended to be. All right. So. Well, I'm, we're going to unhook here and we'll talk about more as the Lord leads. So until next time, walk by faith, walk in victory, walk in, in discernment, use your faith, Use your words and defeat the darkness.